Welcome to Mind Control Month, Possession Week, Day 1. Well, we're on to a brand new themed week for Mind Control Month. We're talking demonic possession this time because, hey, we can call that a case of mind control, can't we? Well, as long as it's done right. First up, we're taking a look at the exorcism of Emily Rose. There's no rhyme or reason as to why I picked these movies this week, but for the most part it's because I hadn't seen these particular films. So let's get into it, starting with the plot. The 19-year-old Catholic college girl Emily Rose dies a couple of days after being submitted to an exorcism carried out by her parish priest, Father Moore. Emily believed she was possessed by six demons, and although authorized by Emily and her parents, Father Moore is accused of ne negligent homicide. Since he had suggested Emily to interrupt the use of medications for epilepsy, in order to avoid a scandal that Archdiocese hires the successful, ambitious, and agnostic lawyer Aaron Bruner, and the prosecution assigns the religious prosecutor Ethan Thomas. Along the days, there is a battle between science and religion in the court. That, of course, is the plot summary from IMDb. Whenever you think about this movie, you should think of it as the one with the court case and false advertisement. Because that's ultimately what it is. To prepare for this movie, I watched the main theatrical trailer for the film, and there is one quick shot of the actual courtroom. The rest of the trailer shows a bunch of quote-unquote scary moments that you went to the movie to see. However, it's not a scary movie, it's a legal drama. And the film never tried to prepare you for that before the film came out. It prepared you for something else entirely. So this is one of those cases where it's a clear-cut case of false advertisement, which automatically means disappointing. But just because it had false advertisement doesn't necessarily mean the rest is a bad movie. Let's go ahead and break down the exorcism of Emily Rose to interpret the stars. First up, we're going to take a look at the people category, which is going to be broken down into the acting, characters, casting, importance of the characters and the chemistry. So stick around, we'll find out how good the people were. First off, we look at the people category, uh, which I rated 7 out of 10 possible stars. Not too bad, could have been better, but not too bad. I'll forewarn you right now for the rest of the week, Possession Week, a lot of the films will have similar scores in the acting subcategory because the movies start out really well acted and then kind of turn into absurdity. I mean, I get it. The people are possessed by a demon, but I've yet to really believe a performance for possession. So in this case, um, it's half and half. It started out good. It ended up absurdity. So acting gets half points there. One out of two possible stars. Um, the characters were mostly fine. The only people you'll really remember are probably Emily Rose, the lawyer, and the preacher. Everyone else, including the judge, prosecutor, and Emily Rose's entire family is probably forgettable. So I get, give half points there. I did like the casting though. Strictly speaking, horror films typically have a bunch of unknown actors with maybe one slightly known actor here or there. Well, I wouldn't necessarily call anyone in this movie A-class actors, I would say that most of them are still 
pretty recognizable, which is pretty awesome to see in a horror film, no matter what. So, uh, I gave full points to the casting. Importance-wise, well, I would say that everyone, forgettable or not, was there for a reason, and they all did a good job backing up their purpose in the film. So, importance also gets full points. Chemistry itself is okay, nothing special. They could have done something more with the character of Emily Rose and the lives she's affecting around her as far as chemistry is concerned, but they didn't. So half points off for chemistry. That together is acting's one, characters one, casting's two, importance is two, and chemistry is one, all adding up to seven out of ten possible stars. That's how the people category did. Next up, we're going to take a look at the writing category and the subcategories that go along with it, like how good the dialogue is, uh, if it's a balanced film, if it's a good story, if it's original, and if it's interesting in general. So stick around, we'll find out how well it was written. I did give the writing score a pretty decent rating, and that's because they had a good idea. So I gave the writing score 9 out of 10 possible stars. That's almost perfect. Um, they did almost everything right, except they just advertised it wrong. So, as a court drama, this film immediately has a good sense of dialogue, right? You have talks from both sides making a debate that is well thought out, um, especially because it is based off of a true story. So the dialogue gets full points. This is a court case that hits all the major points while following the story of Emily Rose. So it was balanced really well. Um, so two points is the, well there. Is it a good story? A court drama based on a real case questioning demonic possession? That's a good story, and a story that I do want to hear, and I would want to hear if I hadn't seen this film before as well. So story gets full points. Uh, it took demonic possession to a different level and you've got to give it credit for that, so I actually call it pretty original as well. So two stars for originality. Finally, would I consider this an interesting film? Well, yes and no. I thought the concept was interesting. But once I started watching it, that interest started to fade away. Because it was advertised incorrectly. Um, and advertisement is really important. So... Writing score got a 9 out of 10 from Dialogue for 2, Balance got 2, Story got 2, Originality got 2, the only thing that got 1 was how interesting it was, alright? Okay, the next thing we're going to be talking about is behind the scenes and everything that goes along with that, like the visuals, how well or not well it was directed or edited, um, how the advertisement does, which we already know, and if it had any good music or anything like that, so stick around with Figure Out how behind the scenes worked out. Okay, now we move on to the things going on behind the scenes. This time I rated it 5 out of 10 possible stars. I don't usually put a huge um, importance onto the behind the scenes, but if it does get big points here, it's usually a pretty decent movie. This time 5 out of 10, which is average and not all the most interesting so where did it go wrong uh, well remember my argument about false advertisement that's where it gets marked down at least first at this point um, so zero points for advertisement because it really was false 
That being said, the visuals were pretty good, at least in parts. You see the poster has that faded tree with the girl walking towards it. It's a spooky imagery, so the film actually has spooky imagery uh, during the quote-unquote scary points. Um, but the court drama stuff is just normal, so I, I don't know how to say, tell you, but... Strictly speaking, it does have some pretty good visuals. The directing was fine, the editing was fine, but it was mostly stuff that I, I feel like I could have done just as easily, so I don't exactly call these things challenging enough to be noticeable, so both directing and editing gets half points for that fact. Finally, the music in this film flies past my ears because it was typical, it was forgettable, it was just what it needed to be in order for the film to feel right in the tone. Um, so that's how we add up to five. So the visuals got two points, it was the only thing that got full points. Directing, editing, and music got one out of two possible stars, and advertisement got zero. That adds up to five. Next up we're going to be taking a look at the narrative structure, the narrative art category, which of course goes into the introduction of the film, the inciting incident, its obstacles, its climax, and the following action. Don't worry, I'm not going to spoil you too much about what's going on. I just talk in general if the film had these things. So stick around, we'll talk about the narrative arc. Okay, as far as the narrative structure is considered, it mostly did just fine. 8 out of 10 possible stars, which is pretty good. Not perfect, but relatively average with narrative arcs in general. There were bits and pieces that I could have used that could have used some help though, mostly in the climax and the falling action. Because it's a court case, your climax usually has to do with the verdict, but it doesn't really feel like a big culmination of everything put together. It's exactly what you would expect in a court case, which isn't great, it's predictable, and it doesn't feel like something explosive happened. As for the falling action, you have some ending text, but that's not as good as uh, a real falling action and returning to the norm, in my personal opinion, but it is something. So the climax and the falling action definitely get half points. Everything else gets full points. Um, so you have the introduction, which starts everything. Emily Rose is dead from a possession gone wrong. Inciting incident is when the lawyer takes the case. The obstacles were just basically just prosecution versus defense stuff. Basic stuff here, guys. Basic, basic stuff. But it was enough to give the narrative arc an 8 out of 10 possible star rating. Okay? So the next up, we're going to be talking about how entertaining it was in general. And when I can think of entertaining, I think of five things, including how rewatchable it is. If I had fun watching it. And yes, you can have fun watching dramas and horror films and and comedies just the same. It's just a different, you know, description of how fun it is. Uh, I count if you have any impulse to buy it or own it. If you have any impulse to talk about it with somebody that might not know it exists. And if the film sucks you in and how long it sucks you in as well. So stick around, we're going to talk about how entertaining the exorcism of Emily Rose was. Stick around. Okay guys, so now we are on to the entertainment score. In general, was it an entertaining movie by any means? 
Well, here's the thing, guys. I rated it 2 out of 10 possible stars as far as entertainment specifically is considered. So I wasn't entirely enthralled with it. So here and there, I think it was entertainment. But the rest of the movie, not so much. I think the concept is probably more entertaining than the actual execution, especially since no one really expected it to be 95% of a court drama. Uh, rewatchability? Maybe, if the right conditions appear. Um, so, sometimes those appear, sometimes they don't. Does it suck me in? I think it does suck the audience in at certain points. But the extension of the court drama specifically really does the opposite and kind of kicks you out of it. Uh, I don't really think any of it is all that fun to watch and experience. I don't care to buy it. I wouldn't really watch it if I owned it. Uh, and even, I don't really care to talk about it with anyone that may not have heard about it. Instead, I think this film might end up being a long forgotten being long forgotten very soon so I mean take that as it is that's just the entertainment side of it a movie doesn't have to be entertaining to be good it's just it just helps so two out of ten possible stars next up we're gonna be taking a look at five specialty questions that I asked about the film before I saw it so those have to do with genres it has to do with expectations and things of the nature just natural feelings that you have when going into a movie and if the movie succeeded at expecting those expectations. I know I didn't say that right, but whatever. Stick around, we'll talk about the specialty questions. Okay guys, we now move on to the five specialty questions that I asked before seeing the movie. Those questions are, uh, it's based off of Mind Control Month, so how well it did there. This is Possession Week, so how well was it as a Possession film? Uh, this is a horror film, so how scary was it? Uh, this is a drama, so how dramatic was it? And finally, was it halfway decent? So let's get into that. Alright, firstly, is it a, is Mind Control Month, so how did that play a factor here? Well, Demonic Possession is certainly a variation of controlling one's mind, and this has to deal with that, but because it's more of a possession versus mental illness thing, it was barely even recognizable other than the classic possession scenes. Plus, the whole fact that Emily Rose is dead uh, from the beginning of the film, it's hard to really notice the moments where she's possessed or mind-controlled until you see flashbacks. So, the flashbacks do exist, so I'm happy with that, but... Um, the movie really does take place after her death, so I'm going to have to say 5 um, out of 10 possible stars for Mind Control. Uh, looking deeper, how was this film as a demonic possession film? Uh, once again, I'll have to give it half points for being different, but that difference does take me out of it a little bit. Um, once again, the possession and everything happened before the modern events in the film did, and you only get to see it in part of the film, not much of it because 95% of the film is court drama. So once again, 5 out of 10 possible stars for Possession. Um, this is also classified as a horror film, and this isn't scary, nor does it really seem to try to be at any given point. Um, 
it's a court drama. It is what it is, right? Um, which is why when I say it is classified as a drama, and it is most certainly drama because it's a court drama. Full points there, zero points to horror. Finally, was it halfway decent? It really depends on who you ask. But in general, I believe that they attempted to do something brave and bold for the most part. And they did exactly what they wanted to do, so I have to at least say, yeah, it's halfway decent. Um, it might not click with everyone, especially because of the advertisement, but if it was advertised as a court drama like it should have been all along, I think it would have had a better reception, I think it would have been scored a lot higher, um, I think it would have just been a better movie in general because it wasn't trying to lie about what it was trying to be. If they were just true to, true to themselves um, and didn't try to cater to horror fans, it would have been better. Um, so, anyways, halfway decent, I did give 10 out of 10 stars, so altogether, that's Mind Control got 5 out of 10, Possession got 5 out of 10, Horror got 0, Drama got 10, and Halfway Decent got 10. That all adds up to 30 out of 50 possible stars. Um, so, that's the specialty category. Now, the next section we're going to be talking about the total score that I gave it and we're going to just be adding everything up and finding out together. So stick around we'll find out what I scored the exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay guys are you ready to hear the final score for the exorcism of Emily Rose? Well, let's get into it. The people score got 7 out of 10 possible stars. The writing score got 9 out of 10 possible stars. The behind the scenes got 5 out of 10 possible stars. The narrative arc score got 8 out of 10 possible stars. The entertainment score got 2 out of 10 possible stars. And the specialty score was 30 out of 50 possible stars. And if you add that all up, what do you get, students? You get a total of 61 out of 100 possible stars. So, um, that's a math score it's but it's not like a terrible score either so you're not gonna look at the movie and say oh this movie is absolutely horrible I never want to see it again but at the same time you're probably not going to complain if you never see it again either it's just one of those movies that's kind of interesting to see the one time and then after that you are more interested in seeing other possession films um, and and that's just how it goes. So 61 out of 100 possible stars, and you heard it from me, how I added up and interpreted those stars and what those stars mean. So thanks for listening. Make sure you follow me. Make sure you shout out to me. Make sure you say hi and tell me what kind of movies you want me to review, because I will probably do it. Later on this week, we have some more possession films. Tomorrow will be the taking of Deborah Logan. After that will be The Last Exorcism and The Last Exorcism Part 2. And finally on Friday will be The Reaping. So stick around for those later on this week and uh, have a good day. Peace out.